Welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Hello, everyone. Hello. Happy Thursday. Thank you all for coming to the live session, or maybe you are listening to this after the fact on my podcast, Dressage with Amelia. I go live every Thursday at 6 p.m., and I have some really great questions from you guys to answer tonight. And I'm also going to be talking a bit about groundwork as we go through tonight's session and as we go through the questions. As many of you know, the Dressage Groundwork Masterclass, there's still two days to sign up. So you have until Saturday to sign up for the Dressage Groundwork Masterclass. And then after Saturday, the doors will close and the course will be closed until the end of the year. So We've had a lot of people sign up. If you've already signed up, yay, I'm so excited. I also did a webinar last Sunday on groundwork, and it was so cool to see how many people came to the webinar. Groundwork is something that I think in the dressage world is undervalued. I learned a lot of my groundwork from the natural horsemanship side of things. I had a difficult horse and then I learned, you know, a lot of the natural horsemanship stuff. I started a lot of young horses. I worked with a lot of problem horses, which I think is a testament and what is what has allowed me to really train horses up the levels of dressage and become the trainer that I am today. One interesting thing that I've noticed from you guys that have already enrolled and are already going through the coursework is that a lot of you guys have horses that bite or nip at you. And so I actually filmed another video today that I'm going to put into the course. But basically, a few things that are really important is when your horse bites or nips at you, it's a sign of aggression. So it's something that like when horses are in a field together and they go to get another horse away from them, they bite or nip at them. So it's a sign of aggression. And so when I was demonstrating to on today's video, I have a few horses that are a little nippy or they're girthy, like when you put the girth on them. The biggest thing is that your horse needs to be respectful of you and that your horse needs to respect your space. So whenever you're on the ground with your horse, they shouldn't just come into your space unless you invite them. There should always be kind of a healthy distance between you and your horse. And like if you're standing there talking and your horse just comes into your space, do something about it and ask your horse to kind of get out of your space or back up a step. So it's just that distinction that you on the ground always need to be dominant over your horse. And dominance, not a negative thing. Dominant is like, you have to think of it as you're being the leader and you're a nice benevolent leader, but you're in charge. And that in the end gives your horse a lot of security. 
So I just thought found it was interesting that a lot of people have trouble with their horse nipping. Another thing is I always recommend if you have a horse that tends to get mouthy or bite is don't feed them hand treats. Um, you know, just put their cookies in their bucket. And I don't allow any of my people to hand feed their horses in the cross ties because it just becomes, it, it allows for bad habits and nipping. So that's that. Um, the other thing that's been really fun since the theme of basically this whole month is about groundwork. And I've been spending a lot more time with all of my horses on the ground. Today, I have two horses that are five coming six. And I worked both of them on the ground quite a bit today. One of the horses has a little bit of a hard time using his top line and actually bringing his hind legs under him. And it results in kind of a connection issue where either he wants to curl or get a little braced. And I've been kind of having, you know, like, how do I help him figure out what I want? So I decided, well, I'm going to try to teach him from the ground. And I've been doing a lot of just simple leg lifting, like just getting him to lift up his legs when I touch with the whip. And just that little thing of just teaching the horse like to think about their hind legs, to lift up their hind legs helps for when you get on that when you ask for something or when you give a little tickle with your whip that they understand to lift and engage their hind end. It's really cool when you can break things down for the horses on the ground and then they start to put the pieces together. So with that horse, I was also doing a lot of rain back work and trying to in the rain back keep his back really up and it was cool to see him connect the dots and then transfer that into when i was allowing him to trot forward on the long line so that was really fun and i also worked my five-year-old luigi that i have on the ground as well so groundwork is a really valuable tool and i think often in dressage in the dressage world it's undervalued um, I'm not sure why that is, but I think for me coming from like the Western horsemanship side of things, starting a lot of young horses where I had to do groundwork in order to survive a lot of the horses that I rode. And then now that I know how to train a Grand Prix horse, adapting that groundwork from just like basic stuff into more advanced dressage moves. So um, let's see. Oh, Mindy, it sounds like she was doing groundwork. <laughs> and okay, so what what do you do when your horse bolts around you and rears? So again, I think that everything that every problem that you have, whether you're riding your horse, or whether you're doing groundwork, it's always about before what happens happens. So once your horse has been triggered and they spook, it's almost too late. It's really important that before that happens, that you've established that you can bend your horse, that you can disengage your their hindquarters, that you can ask them to back up, and that you really have control of your horse before something spooks them or before something triggers them. And it's the same thing when you get on, like when I get on my horse, if it's a young horse, 
right away, I'm kind of like bending them and turning them and just checking in and making sure that I have some tools for when they do get spooked. Um, but yeah, definitely the solution to pretty much everything is teaching your horse to bend and yield their hindquarters because that way you can control when they bolt or when they rear. So what other questions do we have here? Let me get to some of your guys' questions. Um, I'll start out first with, we have a few on groundwork. So Joanne says, here's a question regarding the dressage groundwork exercises. Like how we all want to pee off in hand. <laughs> Do we need to take into consideration the horse's fitness levels before we start playing with the harder lateral movements in hand? Okay, so this is a really good question from Joanne. And the groundwork is the same as riding your horse. So dressage is for sure like a very slow progression. And you always have to keep in mind the physical development of your horse and make sure that you introduce things slowly. So for example, on the ground, if you haven't done much lateral stuff or leg yields, you know, you want to start out by just asking for two or three steps, pet your horse, two or three steps, pet your horse. As far as teaching the horse to pee off in hand, it's kind of the same thing. You want to make sure that all the basics are there, like that your horse can bend, that your horse can back up, that your horse understands contact and connection. And then you start teaching your horse the leg lifting, which is that when um, when you touch your horse, that they lift and hold their legs up. Um, I hope the connection is okay for you guys on Facebook. When I did Facebook Live the other night, it the audio wasn't good. So I don't know what's going on. I hope the audio is okay. But no, it's not raining. So anyways, you'll notice with some horses, the, like the young horse I was talking about, when you do the leg lifting, so leg lifting is basically you touch the hind leg with the stick and you ask the horse to lift and hold up their leg. Some horses will be really wobbly, so they'll have trouble balancing on one leg while the other leg is lifted. They'll also, so a lot of times horses will want to put their the leg they're standing on way behind them. So that simple exercise of just teaching your horse to lift and hold one hind leg or lift and hold the other hind leg is a really good exercise to, to develop coordination and strength in your horse's hind end. I've worked with a lot of horses teaching them pee off in hand. And some horses are just naturally more able to carry that weight behind and to hold up the other hind leg. And some horses, it takes a little bit longer. So that's a really cool exercise that you can play around with. And it's kind of a good indicator of how strong and coordinated your, um, your horse is. So yeah, Don says the audio is terrible. I'm sorry that the audio is terrible. Um, yeah, I'm also on YouTube. So maybe go over to YouTube and it might be better on YouTube. I don't know. Sometimes Facebook, they do updates or I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So 
What other questions do we have? Okay, Shaughnessy has a question. What are your favorite exercises for straightness and strength, especially those that can be done in a small indoor arena? That's a good question. So one of my favorite exercises is just walk-halt walk transitions. And those are an exercise that you really cannot do enough. And I also show how to do those in the dressage groundwork masterclass, but basically just walk, halt, walk, halt, walk, halt, and really thinking about getting the hind end under the horse. And that when you do those transitions that they don't pull at all on your hand. Another really good exercise that you can do is rain back. So again, that's an exercise that I always teach the rain back from the ground first, because I think it's a nicer way to um, get your horse to understand what you want, as opposed to just kind of like pulling on them and making them back up. So those are all really good exercises that you guys can do in the winter when you're stuck inside and really get your horse underneath of themselves and using their top line. So hopefully that helps you, Shaughnessy. Uh, okay, Joellen, um, Joellen is my mother. She really manages the Facebook club on Facebook. And there was a question from Jody. And she said that her horse, yeah, sorry, for those of you guys on Facebook, if you want to go to YouTube and search for Amelia Newcomb Dressage, I'll be on YouTube and the audio is better. But anyway, so Jody said that at home, her horse is pretty responsive to the aids. Like when she asks the horse to trot, it trots right away. But when she goes away from home, the horse totally shuts down and like doesn't listen to her driving aids at all. So a couple of things come to mind. One is that maybe when you go away from home, you should do a little bit of groundwork before you get on your horse just to give your horse that confidence. Sometimes when you go away from home, horses, their back gets a little bit tight or they just feel kind of shy. Like my horse Kensington is that way. When he gets scared, he internalizes. So he's not a horse that like bolts or bucks or goes crazy. He just kind of like goes into his shell and shuts down. So for Jody, maybe doing some groundwork exercises, or you could um, try to yeah, so groundwork exercises, and then I would also recommend really focusing on yourself. Like, do you get tense when you're away from home? And really trying to make sure that nothing changes for you when you are away from home. And I think that we all, you know, when we're at a show, we all get a little bit tense and some of us tighten our back. Some of us forget to breathe. Some of us get too braced in our hand. So it really just depends on what works for you. Sorry for you guys on Facebook. You can, if you want to, go check me out on YouTube and the audio is much better. I don't know what's, what's wrong with Facebook tonight. 
Okay. Here's another one from Nicole. I'm new to riding and the school horse I ride won't respond to my aids when asking for the trot. He listens to me just fine at the walk. I can steer him even on long reins. But I ask, when I ask for the trot, he only listens to my instructor. So again, I think that whenever we are interacting with our horses, so, and I talked about this in the groundwork webinar. Whenever you give your horse an aid, whenever you ask your horse to do something, whether it's like that you ask your horse to back up or that you ask your horse to lead forward or when you're under saddle and you ask your horse to trot, it's always important that you get the result you want. And then you reward your horse for doing what you want. So the way that we train our horses is by pressure and release. So we put a pressure on. Pressure is an aid. And when the horse gives us what we want, then we release the pressure. So that's the premise of how we train our horses to do everything. That's the premise of how we eventually get our horses to do one tempies and PF passage. That's how horses learn is that they're seeking the release of pressure. And one thing that's really cool about groundwork is that you can really work on your timing and work on your aids and just become a better horseman when you start to figure out how to apply that on the ground. Like when you can do transitions on the ground and when you can start to communicate with your horse really effectively on the ground, it transfers over to under saddle. And that's one thing that I have really tried to do with the Groundwork Masterclass is to make it all really useful and practical groundwork exercises because I don't like to waste time. I like everything that I do with my horses to be very clear and have a clear purpose and transfer over to the riding. And so I really tried to break that all down in the masterclass and make sure that every exercise in there has a clear purpose and that it builds on each other. So the masterclass is designed from basically beginner exercises, simple things, even like how your horse is in the cross ties to more advanced exercises. So for those of you guys that have signed up for the groundwork masterclass, we're doing an orientation call on Sunday. So Sunday's a busy day. We have the Groundwork Masterclass orientation call. And also for those of you guys that are in the monthly workshops, we have a Zoom call on the progressive development of the dressage horse. So uh, I wanted to read you guys a few emails that I got from people that enrolled in the Masterclass because it it always makes me so happy to hear your guys' successes and to hear when you see a change in your horse and when something improves with your horse. That is really special to me. And that's really why I do all of this, like why I do these webinars and I put out the videos and everything is because it's so rewarding to see that it makes a difference for you guys. 
So here's one from Allie. She says, thank you, Amelia. I'm very grateful for this course. I've started working on a few things from the course with her and it's paying off in just the few sessions I've done. I'm seeing a glimmer of hope where a few months ago I was ready to throw in the towel. Thank you from Allie. And I think that's really cool that, you know, just changing your relationship with your horse on the ground, starting to pay attention to all those little things and to start talking to your horse and establishing the boundaries and the standard that you want for your ride from the ground can be so useful and so helpful. And then here's another one. Um, First, I have to tell you how amazed I am about how much the groundwork has improved my relationship with my horse and also how much it has positively affected our rides. He's more relaxed, more tuned in, and more consistently forward. So that's from Diana. And she was also talking about in the in the Groundwork Masterclass, I have an exercise which is like the follow me exercise. And basically it's just seeing if your horse, like if you stop when you're leading your horse, if you stop, does your horse stop? If you back up, does your horse back up? And so Donna says that this revolutionized our relationship and our rise. I'm blown away by this. I almost skipped the video because I always thought my horse was really good on the lead line. Now I understand that so much more is involved. Horses are so amazing and they are always really like testing us and in tune with us. I think a lot of times us as humans, like we're so in our own bubble and we have so many things going on in our mind all the time. Like we have our cell phone and we're thinking about work or our husband or our kids and our brains are going so fast and horses are much more in the moment. Like they don't, they're not thinking about their phone or their job. They're just thinking about in the moment. And so they're always kind of like testing you and sensing you. And they make, they don't communicate with words, but they do little things. Like they'll step towards you a little bit and see if you notice, see if you ask them to back up. Like that's a big thing to a horse. If they step towards you, without you asking them and you don't do anything about it. And a lot of the groundwork stuff really goes back to how horses interact with each other in the pasture. So like when horses are turned out together and the dominant horse just steps towards one of the lower horses, the other horse will move away. And so when we're working with our horses, we need to be that dominant horse. Not that we need to be mean or abusive, but we need our horse very respectful of us so that when we get in the saddle, that carries over. And also so that we stay safe because we've all been stepped on or kicked or, you know, it's not fun to get hurt. And horses are big and they mean well, but when they panic and or get scared or bolt or rear, they can really hurt us. So that's where it's important to take the time to do all these little groundwork things before you get on them. And 
I even, even little things like today, I have a horse that is kind of girthy. And when you put the girth on her, she always like bites, like she bites the cross ties or she's just unhappy about it. So I just spent like five minutes with her in the cross ties, just working through that, like putting the saddle on her, being careful not to jam the girth super tight on her, but just go tighten the girth slowly. When she go to nip, I'd kind of like with the leader, get her head to go away from me, ask her to take one step back. And then within five minutes, I could take the saddle on and off and put the girth on and she didn't give me that grumpy face. So sometimes it's really just about taking the time to make that piece better for your horse and to help them understand, uh, like Brian says here, that you're the leader and that they need to be respectful of you. So uh, let's see a few. I'm glad some of you guys from Facebook moved over to YouTube. Sorry about the audio, but hopefully we'll have it fixed for next week. Uh, let's see. Donna says, I played with my horse today. We did the side walking back up, came forward. Then he circled me totally without a lead or a halter. That is so cool, Donna. Yeah, I really love doing groundwork because you can get such a connection with your horse and like physically and mentally where they're just with you and allowing you to control them. And it's really, it's special. I used to do a lot more groundwork when all I did was start young horses. And sometimes I get lazy about doing it and I should do more of it. So anyways, I hope that if you haven't signed up yet, I hope there's still two more days to enroll in the Groundwork Masterclass. And let's see, I have to jump off a few minutes early tonight. I'm doing the CDS meeting in two or no, I guess it's next Saturday up in Northern California. The topic is suppleness and it's going to be a really, really cool masterclass. It's all day and they've arranged for me to have riders through the levels. So there's like a training level rider, a first level rider, a second level rider, all the way up to the Grand Prix. And so it's suppleness through the levels. And I have to meet with the riders right now. We're going to go over what exercises I want each of them to demonstrate. So like for the training level rider, we're going to demonstrate some suppleness exercises all the way up to the Grand Prix. So hopefully we can get it filmed. I hope that some of you guys are coming live. It's in Northern California near Sacramento at Starvon. So we're going to be driving up there next weekend for that symposium. And yeah, hopefully we can get it all planned out and show some really great exercises on suppleness from groundwork. I think we're going to do a groundwork demonstration on suppleness. And then all the way up to the Grand Prix, because as you know, suppleness is the second rung of the dressage training scale. And it's really important that you keep your horse supple all the way up to the Grand Prix so that your horse stays happy and mentally in a good state and also physically so that your horse stays sound and healthy. So 
That's the plan. Um, Brian, where will I be in Northern California? I will be at Star Vaughn Equestrian Center. It's right next door to the Marietta Equestrian Center, which is near Sacramento. And yes, it's Star, S-T-A-R, Star Vaughn. So that will be on Saturday, the 22nd, and should be really fun. So that's it. I hope to see some of you guys on Sunday. And if you're on the fence about signing up for the Groundwork Masterclass, I hope that you do it because I know that it will help with your dressage and just with your relationship in general. So have a good evening, everyone. We will see you next week. Hopefully the audio will be fixed for Facebook. Bye. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.